Well, folks, we're back. This is Jesse Cope with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. We've got quite a crew this morning. We've got both dogs are out and the birds are along. We actually, I just walked out to let the chickens out of the coop and we had one broody hen the last month or so and one egg out of all of them hatched. And so we have a hen now running around with one little chick. It's kind of entertaining. At any rate, hope that y'all are doing good today, folks. Uh, as always, take a minute, tell y'all how much I appreciate you giving a little bit of your time, whatever it is that you're doing today, folks, whether you're working out or driving to work or at home, doing laundry or dishes or taking care of kids, vacuuming, whatever it is, folks, that y'all are doing, taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. I'm, I'm humbled and very grateful, and I hope that y'all get a little something out of each episode. And for those of y'all that are sharing it, that helps so much, folks, when you share it with other people. And I hope that it helps our country, even if it's just in the tiniest little bit by spreading the truth and pushing back against the lies that are so prevalent in society today about how our country was founded and the principles that she was founded on and and what our founder's intent was. So today, on this episode, we're going to kind of go back. We got a little off track recently and I want to go back to a couple of things. One, some of y'all are probably familiar with this, but many may not be. I certainly know that quite a a huge chunk of our young generation is not. We're going to take a look at one of the stanzas, if that's the right word. I'm not real sure. I forget anymore. But one of the last parts of the Star Spangled Banner by Francis Scott Key. And then... We're going to take a look at just some general comments by some of the members of our founding generation that were important, certainly. They played key roles, but they weren't necessarily a president or would-be president. And I think it's important to get a little broader spectrum there of the attitude. Because it wasn't just... So, first of all, the idea, and I think we've but we've started, we've scratched the surface pushing back on this idea that the founders were deists, right? That they founded this country, but it was really a secular country. And they believed in kind of something out there, maybe, you know, Mother Nature or some, I don't know, Thor or God of, of wood or something, you know. But that's 100% not true. They believed in God, the Christian God, the Father of Jesus Christ. And then... Then there's this other idea that perhaps, well, it was just that that elitist, the real rich landowners that did everything, and everybody else was just kind of drug along. And <laughs> that's not true either, folks. You couldn't drag a whole nation along like that. The the quote unquote common man who was you sidetrack a little bit here, folks. My father told me something years ago. And, and I think it has remained pretty true. I had others in the Marine Corps tell me the same thing. But when you're talking about 
the backbone of the military, the backbone of the Marine Corps in this case. In the military, you're often talking about your NCOs, right? Your corporals and your sergeants. Um, I would argue that you could throw in your young officers there too, your, your lieutenants. But the people that really make our volunteer military sustainable are not the career guys. And, and please don't misunderstand. I am not saying that those men that, that serve their nation for their entire careers, I am not saying that they are not extremely important at all. But what I'm getting at is in order for the machine that we have created for our military to really, this volunteer force to function correctly, you just need the salt of the earth, the guys that come in, do their one hitch and then get out. Maybe two hitches and then get out. You need the people, the regular everyday people that come in, serve their country, and then move on to the next thing in life, right? You gotta have those people. And I think you can extend that pretty easily to that founding generation. Washington, Jefferson, Adams, Madison, pick one. None of these people would have been successful in even the remotest sense of the word if they would not have been able to have the support of the quote-unquote common man. The people that just made the country work, the salt of the earth, right? You've got to have them. So at any rate, we'll take a look at a few of these quotes today. But I want to start with Star Spangled Banner just because I think, well, I'll talk about that after I read through this. So the very last section, I'm going to use the word section because I cannot think of the correct uh, music word right now, folks. This is the Star Spangled Banner from Francis Scott Key. Oh, thus be it ever, when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that have made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause is just, and this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. I think probably one of the reasons that this is so important today is because so often you hear this false modern narrative that the motto which is on our national currency in God, <clears throat> in God we trust is some modern creation that it was never intended to be there that it was put there later on by all these holy rollers and that we really need to get rid of it first off I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet but the first currency that in God we trust actually appeared on goes all the way back to 1860s maybe the 1850s right so this idea that this motto in God we trust somehow just magically appeared in the 1950s right 
and that it's a travesty that it appeared because we were such a secular nation and it was un, you know it wasn't faithful to our founding that's hogwash that's absolutely untrue we've had in god we trust or some form of that on our currency for what is it now over 170 years 160 years okay but this this last line from Francis Scott Key's original manuscript from his version, right? And you can find this, by the way, just in case you want to go look it up in the Maryland Historical Society collection. This shows from the very get-go, folks, even the, the people, I don't know if you would consider Mr. Key the common man, but he represented their feelings we have been a Christian nation, as Woodrow Wilson, as President Wilson said, we were born a Christian nation. And you can see it in everything from our monuments, our founding documents, the way our founders talked and acted. We were not founded as a secular country. We are not founded as some random deist country. We are founded, we were born and founded as a Christian nation. The idea that we weren't that's the lie. That's the modern myth. That's the revisionist history, right? So, thought that that was pretty, pretty neat and, and imperative to our conversation, right? Some of y'all, as I said, probably know that. But if you don't, just add that to your hopefully ever-growing file of information. So when you hear people, whether you're talking about cnn or msnbc or some person from entertainment or some academia and try and tell you that we're not a christian nation that you know even if you can't refute them right in that moment that you know inside in your heart and your mind that that's absolutely not true so what i'd like to do for the last few minutes is read through just a few quotes representing the founding generation and what they felt about faith in God. And we won't read through all of them, folks, because we don't have that much time before I have to lose y'all for today. But we'll read through a couple of them. So the first one I'd like to read through is from Patrick Henry. And it says, It cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's about as point blank as you get, folks. He was saying it wasn't just religion, and it wasn't some random deity that our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And again, almost every episode, folks, I'll make this comment at some point. Our founders did not create this nation so that only American or only Christians could be American. 100% not true because you cannot force someone to faith and you can't force someone to know faith. But what they did know, this is where the, the modern myth of separation of church and state, the way that they phrased it or the way that they've tried to make it mean, this is where it's so dangerous because what our founders did know is they knew that without a people that followed the principles of Jesus Christ, and you can see that here in Patrick Henry's quote, and you can see it in that last little section of the Star-Spangled Banner from Francis Scott Key's, you know, his own manuscript, they knew that we had to have, they knew a couple things. One, they knew God had been intimately involved in the foundation of this country. 
They believed that strongly. And they knew that without a, as President Adams said, moral and religious people, talking about the, the principles of Christianity, that our republic would not succeed. So, move on. We'll try and get one or two more here. The next one is by John Hancock. You're not familiar with John Hancock, signer of the Declaration of Independence, right? That's where the saying, I need your John Hancock, because I think the legend goes, if I remember correctly, that he he signed it so huge and then made the comment there. Hopefully, King George can read that. So, John Hancock, principally, and first of all, I give and recommend my soul into the hands of God that gave it, and my body I recommend to the earth. Nothing doubting, but at the general resurrection, I shall receive the same again by the mercy and power of God. So this doesn't necessarily give an idea about the country. I I guess you could make that argument, but it certainly gives you an idea about the belief of one of the founders who signed the declaration and an idea of what they felt their relationship with God and Jesus Christ was. And so certainly you can translate that when you're looking at the Declaration of Independence and it says, Creator, and again we've talked about this, a God of nature and of nature's laws, and we'll talk about that with Blackstone's commentaries later on, but they were talking about God the Father of Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit. They were talking about Christianity, right? So this just just kind of adds to what our founders felt, where they would be coming from. A lot of different sects, right, of Christianity. They weren't coming from different faiths. They were coming from different versions, perhaps, of the same faith or different sects, whether it was, you know, Methodist, what we would look at today at least, Methodist or Baptist or Protestant or Catholic, right? But it was all coming from the background of faith in Jesus Christ. All right, we'll do one more, folks. I think we've got just enough time. So this is from John Jay. And and I, I think I've read this quote before, actually, just a few episodes back. And that's fine. One of the things in the Marine Corps, I've told y'all before, that they really hammered on us was muscle memory. Well, it's the same with your brain. If you go over these things, these quotes, again and again and again, then they become part of your heart and mind and then you know them when somebody else is saying oh no no that's not true we're not a christian nation you can automatically pull this stuff up if you just read it once and then walk away from it it doesn't do you a whole lot of good right as a little side note that was one of john quincy adams comments about the bible he said it wasn't something just to read once and then put away on a shelf it was something you needed to read over and over and over again so John Jay, first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. That's so relevant today when you see some of the horrific decisions that our Supreme Court has made over the last 60 or 70 years because they're going directly against the founding principles of this country. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. It would be hard to get a more clear idea of what 
a founder, and in this case, a founder of the Supreme Court, meant and intended for our country than that quote right there. It is the duty and privilege of our Christian nation, not our deist nation, not our secular nation, but our Christian nation, to choose and prefer Christians for their rulers. Got to have people, folks, that follow Jesus Christ. And if we don't elect leaders, which we have done a pretty bad job lately across the board, you can look at some of the representatives and senators that we've got. You can look at president, vice president. We've done a pretty poor job, really, that's putting it mildly, of electing leaders that follow the principles of Christ. And we have only ourselves to blame for that. We have only ourselves to blame for the disasters that are coming because we chose to elect those people. And you know, a lot of people right now, some of y'all listening, you may say, well, I didn't choose that person. I didn't vote for them. And that's great. But as a nation, we did. And really as a side note there, folks, if you want to say, okay, well, I didn't vote for that person. I would never have voted for that person. How often do you try and talk to your neighbors that you know that did vote for that person? And really engage them, not just shout at them or yell at them, but really try and engage them in a conversation about the founding principles of our country. Because so often, I I don't have time to dig into this, we'll try and get into this in another episode, but so often we want to blame other people, but we don't want to take any action ourselves. We don't want to do anything about it. It's too uncomfortable. We don't want to talk about family and marriage and the politics, the history, the founding of our country. We don't want to just push that to the side. We just want to watch sports. We want to watch Netflix. We want to watch Hulu. We want to be entertained. We want to sit around and drink and smoke cigars and whatever it else is. We want to play sports, whatever it is that we want to do. Go hunting, go golfing, go shopping. But we don't really want to get into the important things in life because it's too messy. It's too hard. So we're just going to push that. We're going to kick that can down the road. Well, this is what happens when you do that as a country. This is what happens. All right, that was a little bit more dour of a note than I wanted to end on, folks. But I've spent enough of your time for today. I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. My beautiful wife is walking down the road to me anyway. I'm sure she has all sorts of fun things to tell me. So, there she is. (laughs) Thank y'all again so much. Thank y'all for those of you that are sharing and subscribing. I appreciate it immensely. Hope that y'all have a good rest of whatever is left of your day, and we will talk to y'all again real soon. Bye-bye.